Welcome to the Photography Opinion Podcast. We discuss all things photo, video, and camera related. I'm Ben Lucas. And I'm Stuart Marlantis. And this is PhotoLog. Hello! So, today's question is a user-submitted one. Thank you so much for everyone who sent in your questions. Today's question comes from Brandon. So, Brandon is a budding YouTuber looking to grow his channel. So, I am a growing videographer looking to collaborate with other creatives. What is a good approach for networking with online content creators? Uh, we are having an interesting collaboration story right here too. Um, but we have a lot of tips that we're going to go through today. So no matter what your field is, uh, whether you are a podcaster or a YouTuber or just, you know, an artist looking to get together with other creative, like-minded people, uh, hopefully we have a bunch of tips in this episode that you'll find helpful. So yeah, uh, Brandon, thank you so much for the question. Let's, let's get started. Yeah. Let's talk about how to collaborate. (laughs) Um, so I really think the first thing is no matter what you're doing, open and honest communication from the get-go. Um, every time I have crashed and burned <laughs> either with uh, a client or a creative project or something, it's because our expectations were not on the same level. Mm-hmm. I was expecting something different than either my client or my collaborator. And because we things were assumed, assume nothing – because things were assumed, we both had different assumptions, and that uh, difference in expectations is really what kind of crashed the project. So mm-hmm. my number one tip for no matter what you're doing, open, honest communication, over-communicate if you have to, just make sure everyone is truly on the same page. Yeah, that's what I was going to say is um, over-communication might be a good <laughs> way to err on the side of caution. Um Check in with the person you're collaborating with frequently. Get some idea of what they're thinking, what's, you know, what they're thinking about, what's currently going on, what's next, what the expectations are um, from here going forward. And, uh, you know, you'll, you'll probably get a feeling pretty quick for how much communication is the right amount for the particular person you're working with. But um, open communication uh, frequently as as needed, I would say. <laughs> so while I think this is the number one most important golden rule, um, open communication and frequent communication already assumes that the person is working with you. So how yes. do you get that person to work with you? Start with, you need to be pretty honest with yourself. Um, what, uh, you know, what, what do you looking to do with this collaborative effort Uh, is this truly something that you both are putting effort into and getting something out of or are you basically just looking for free work from somebody other than yourself I mean, we're collaborating right now, and I feel like this podcast is the true definition of collaboration where I'm bringing my ideas to the table, you're bringing your ideas to the table, and this thing could not exist without both of us. Otherwise, it'd just be me talking into a microphone at myself, and uh, I would sound like a crazy person, and no one would want to listen to it. (laughs) Solo podcasts are hard. (laughs) I mean, that's kind of what my YouTube channel is, but... Um... (laughs) I mean, when you talk about a collaboration, like it really needs to be a collaboration. Otherwise, the other party that you're approaching will very quickly figure out that it's not and they will either never agree to anything in the first place or partway through um, they will bounce out and then you won't have anything for all of your efforts. So really be honest um, 
is this truly something that both parties are equal partners in? Something else that I think about the collaboration front is there is a certain level, or I would say there's two different levels of collaboration. The first level is we are truly Mm -hmm. going into this 50-50 and whatever comes out of it is going Mm -hmm. to be an equal partnership um, of of creativity and, and work. The other thing would be, I have this idea, it is my baby, I'm going to own this thing. I need help and I would like your creative input with that help. So I think that is another form of collaboration. So the example that I have of this is I did a Star Wars themed pinup calendar. Uh, You can see it galacticpinups.com. I will be doing a new pinup calendar that this whole pandemic thing kind of uh, slapped across the face and got delayed again. Um, But I, I, I love doing this. So So this type of collaboration, it is my baby. It is my calendar. In the end, I am the one who is solely responsible for making sure that it actually happens, happens on time, gets shipped out to everyone who orders one, and making sure that the end product, those photos in the calendar, are ones that I'm proud of and ones that I like. But it is truly a collaboration with all of my models because while I kind of come up with the idea. So like one of the ideas from uh, my last pinup calendar was a stormtrooper pool party. Right. Mm-hmm. So uh, I thought like, Hey, this'd be fun to have this stormtrooper pool party. I got a couple of models that were super excited to work on this with me, but then the idea of them hanging out in a hot tub and still wearing their helmets and, and Vader flipping burgers on a grill. This was stuff that, that I didn't think of on my own that together we collaborated and we came up with this just amazing photo. And it's like that for every single photo in the calendar where it was truly a collaborative effort. So while I was the one in charge of owning this project and making sure that it comes to fruition. I genuinely needed the help of all of my models, not just to show up and model, but their creative input made a better photo than what I could have made if I just went with my gut instinct before the project. Like, if I had hired a model and said, this is what we're doing, that collaboration and their creativity just just brought it up a notch. Definitely. Like your idea is the spark or the foundation that is built off of going forward. And uh, it makes it, I think sometimes coming up with an idea uh, with, at least for some people is, is a little bit difficult. It's hard to kind of get started, but if you're approached with something that's really interesting and cool and something that sparks ideas that you can add into it, I think that's a much easier sell um, for a collaborative effort. Yeah, for sure. So one of the things that I was kind of getting at where you you can collaborate in like that 50-50 split or you can collaborate in that, hey, I have this idea. This is my idea. Would you like to get in on this? Um, Mm -hmm. One, making sure that you're truly not just asking people to work for free, that it will genuinely be a collaboration. But the other part of that is if if I came to you with a 50-50 idea and said, hey, let's collaborate on something. You're like, great. On what? I said a podcast. You're like, okay, I'm interested. What's it about? I'm like, I don't know. What do you want a podcast about? That is a terrible <laughs> pitch. Come to the table with an idea. Come to. It doesn't have to be a completely fully formed idea, but have enough details and enough information that you're telling the other person, this is my idea for your role, mm-hmm. and make it really easy for the person that you are asking to say yes. 
exactly. Um, I mean, and sometimes that might change. Like you might be surprised that uh, you might come with an idea for something, uh, well, especially like a podcast. And you might say, hey, I have this idea for a podcast. We're going to do X, Y, Z thing. We're going to talk about this. And uh, you'll probably discuss it. And if it's truly a 50-50 thing, maybe you come up with a different prod- podcast idea. But you just need some starting point, some yes thing to grab onto um, to start that collaboration off. Um, so you really need to approach with something that's fairly fully formed, even if that's not what you ultimately but end up with. But be open to feedback. Yeah. yeah, be open to feedback, right? This is If this is a collaboration, then be open to the idea changing or adjusting or being built off a little bit. Um, otherwise, that's not really a collaboration. Then you're just dictating. <laughs> that's true. So, so while you do have to go into it with this fully formed idea, you mm-hmm. it is truly being open to the possibilities and the idea and the feedback and the collaboration from the other person. Um, so, so again, this is kind of like once they say yes, or once they're on the hook. Um, but these are still good tips for when you are trying to get that process up to collaborate with another creative. So what are some, what are some other things that they can do, uh, in like before they even pitch it? How, because I know we talked a little bit about, uh, pre-show about, um, how do you target these people? And then how do you genuinely know that this is a good person to collaborate with? Yeah. So, um, I would say (laughs) maybe look at this a little bit like relationships, right? Work on yourself before you're (laughs) approaching other people. (laughs) So, so to start with, um, what are you doing? Like, what what work are you doing? And are you putting that work out there? Because, um, like, maybe you're doing a lot of work, but you're not really publicizing it. I fall into the same pit, so I totally understand. Like, I'm doing a lot of stuff, but I don't actually put any of it out there. So people are like, oh, cool, what are you doing? I never see you posting anything. Like, yeah, well, that's bad. I should probably do that more frequently. Um, so, so start with to start with, what are you what are you doing right now? And and what are you putting out? work-wise onto the internet or out there into your sphere um and is that work interesting is it something you're proud of um is it uh think of yourself your the image that other people are seeing of you out there before this collaboration might take place because that's the first thing people are going to do right they're going if you if you hit up somebody to do some sort of collaborative effort, they're probably going to Google you immediately or go on your website or whatever you've provided and look like, well, what does this person do? Is this somebody that I want to collaborate with and make sure that what they find is something good, something that they, a person that they want to be aligned with and partnered with. For sure. No, you need to impress them out of the gate. Mm -hmm. So one thing that I would say is have a sample of whatever it is that you want to do. So mm-hmm. this gets a little bit more difficult of, um, I am a professional photographer. I make gorgeous photos, right? And I said, hey, let's do a podcast, but I've never done a podcast before. Mm-hmm. So part of that is, well, do you have to have a podcast to ask people to do a podcast? Isn't that a catch-22? <laughs> how, how do you start one if you don't already have one? Well, mm-hmm. uh, you, like, you know that I'm qualified from my portfolio. You know, you've seen the work. You know that I know what I'm doing and can talk about what I'm doing. Mm-hmm. Um, I've done tutorials, so while they're not podcasts, they are me talking onto the camera. I have a camera presence. So mm-hmm. whatever the thing is, it doesn't necessarily mean that if you say, hey, let's start this thing together. Great. Have you already done one with someone else before? But 
give them confidence that you can actually pull off this thing that you're asking of. I think this also falls into the like Kickstarter trap of, of people want to do a Kickstarter and have never done anything related. They're like, I want to write a novel. Cool. Give me the first chapter. No, I haven't started it yet, but I'm, I'm gonna like, that doesn't work. And well, especially right now with the coronavirus situation going on, this is a great time to, to be a little experimental, to play around, to put out some, uh, interesting experimental things um, that maybe you might want to collaborate with uh, with somebody later down the road once we're uh, able to do so. <laughs> so uh, this sure. is a great time for this kind of uh, working sure. on yourself and developing your own skills and putting some interesting things out there for people to grab onto and to be inspired by when uh, you approach them for a collaboration. So, so how do you target the person that you want to collaborate with? We, we've talked about mm. it's a relationship. Work on yourself first. Uh, yep. Make sure that you have portfolio. Make sure that you inspire confidence that mm. you can actually pull off the thing that you're talking about. But if I were to ask you, let's collaborate, it's a good match. Versus if I were to ask, uh, you know, my next door neighbor, let's collaborate. It is not a match. So how do you, how do you determine who good collaborators are? So I would start with your skill set. Um, in this case, you're a videographer. So who out there does videography work like you? Do you, or, or if they do something different, does that complement your skill set with whatever, task you're trying to accomplish with whatever project you're trying to build do you complement each other in a way that is useful for that project i mean just look at this podcast right you have all of the video and audio technical expertise uh i mean you've taught me everything i know about audio you've worked in radio you have a fantastic announce fantastic announcer voice you know how to pronounce <laughs> words like fantastic um, i try uh and and I have more of the like tutorial camera like technical lighting expertise. So I yeah. like we really do complement each other. Where mm -hmm. you are a fantastic sounding board for hey I want to talk about this topic that I have a ton of knowledge in, and you're like well I don't know a lot about that topic, but I can bring a different perspective to it. And there's some talk topics that I'm sure we'll we'll get to where I don't know as much, and you're like all right I'm really excited to talk about this there's there's a lot of things that are important to whether you're in photo or video that are important uh, to know and you might not know all of this so finding someone that either has either the same thing as you in a different skill set or a different field as you with um with the same goal in mind. So I was on a podcast with a friend of mine who's a videographer and we just talked about weddings. And the thing is when people come to me uh, and they say, "Hey, do you know a videographer?" I send them to him and vice versa. When the, he, people ask him if he knows a good photographer, we are not in the same field. He does video. I do photo, but we have the same end goal of, of doing this podcast together to book wedding clients. And speaking of that skill set, uh, I would say a big thing is, are you excited and are you genuine when you when you talk to this person about their work? Like I certainly want to work with people whose work I find really cool and really interesting and really inspiring. And um, that that needs to be very genuine when you approach somebody. You need to be excited about their work. You need, it needs to be somebody that you're truly interested in working with. And are you showing that when you approach them? Are you are you a fan, so to speak? Yes, I could not agree more. So uh, if 
who's ever done a job application, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> we've we've all been there where you're like, I'm applying to Macy's and Burger King and The Gap and whatever place will hire because I'm just looking for it. If you approach this like that, where you're just shotgunning out collaborations to see who will collaborate with you, it's just like, what is it about my work that excites you? You had a website. Nope, that's not good enough. It, Not only will they not want to work with you, but as you grow and progress down the line, they will remember that you spammed them and that (laughs) you were cutting off future bridges. So, So do it less about, I'm just throwing out resumes to see what sticks and do your research to really get that one that you actually want. And to follow along with being genuine about somebody's work, you really do need to be genuine. Is this a sales pitch? Are you coming across as a salesman to get them to work for you or with you? Or is this really genuine excitement and interest in their work so that you can make something greater together? Oh, for sure. Uh, I had a friend in college who a couple years after we graduated... He said, hey, I I saw that you're doing all this really cool photo stuff. I'd love to catch up with you. I was like, oh, that's awesome. And then when we got to the table, he's like, hey, I work for this company that makes an app that will be really helpful for you. And he's trying to show me the app. And I'm like, oh, this is a sales pitch. So not only do I not want your thing, uh, I don't want to talk to you the next time you say, do you want to hang out? (laughs) Yeah, that really puts people on guard and sours the relationship for a long time, potentially forever. So this is not you, although we talk about kind of selling someone on yourself, this is way more about building relationships and showing interest in somebody else than is selling your idea. There is an element of the sales pitch. Yeah, you need yeah. to make yourself and the prospect of the collaboration look attractive, but it mm-hmm. needs to be that genuine thing where it's not the snake oil salesman. Uh, yeah. Don't don't make it. Uh, you're trying to like hard honest. sell me. Yeah, this needs to be an honest approach, not uh, not anything that feels weird or underhanded because people will pick up on that for sure. Um, I, I think the other thing kind of with the with the who you're targeting and your sales pitch is we already talked about making it as easy as possible for them to say yes. But I think the other part of the sales pitch is something that I have definitely learned, um, like when doing sales pitches, is mm-hmm. if you have to twist someone's arm for the clothes and get them to agree to the thing you want it's not really going to work as well. My best clients are the ones who I say, this is this thing that I do. I am very excited about shooting your wedding. I am very excited about getting to know you. And this is the work that I'm going to do for you. And in return, the answer I get from that is, oh my God, yes, we want you. We like you. We like your work. All of this works for us. So when I say, great, would you like to do the sale? Would you like to pay me money and do the agreement? It is so easy for them to say yes, because they already love everything about it. So actually asking for the close is the easiest part of that transaction. So, 
So the one sales pitch part of it is you need to make yourself so darn likable and you need to make your, uh, your idea so attractive to them and you need to make their role in it so easy for them to jump on that the sales pitch part of it has already been done for you. So yes, it is technically a pitch. You're saying, I have an idea. Would you like to do it? Yes or no. Mm-hmm. But really by the time you get to the would you like to do it yes or no they should already be sold. They, yeah, they might even close it themselves. They might they might say yes before you really ask that question. I mean that's that's the level that you should be at. Yeah, so something else that definitely goes into that pitch is you need to tell them what are they getting out of it. Mm -hmm. So with this collaboration of you and me on this podcast, um, I know all of this is going on to my channel, but we are both benefiting from this collaboration. Um, There are... This is not just a, hey, Stuart, please come on to my channel, do Mm -hmm. my stuff, Mm -hmm. thanks for your time, bye. (laughs) Um, so, so this is, this actually is something where it is, I have this and I would like to also give this to you. So Mm -hmm. if you think about your collaborator, what is it that you are giving to them? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Exactly. What, what are they getting out of this experience? It should be, it, it shouldn't really be too much of a question. It should be one obvious and two easy to articulate. You know, what are they getting from this? And you should... Uh, maybe not lead with that, but that should be early and often in your conversation, um, what exactly they're getting out of it, how it benefits them. It's a very easy way to get somebody to say yes. Uh, a very easy collaboration that I've seen a lot is just guest, guest blog posting, right? Mm-hmm. Where uh, I have this thing, I think your audience is interested about it, would you like me to make this free piece of content for you? That is a collaboration. You are getting yourself on their platform. So your benefit is you're getting their eyeballs and their audience's eyeballs, but they are getting free content that their audience genuinely enjoys is targeted specifically for them and like is useful. So, so that is kind of the simplest and easiest collaboration, but straight out of the gate is what are you getting out of this? I would like to make you a free piece of content. That is also a form of collaboration. Exactly. Exactly. Um, and I think keeping all these things in mind, um, maybe maybe to step back just a little bit, is um, where, where are you going to find these people to collaborate with? Let's say you've got all this down. You've got your your pitch, so to speak, again, uh, except again, don't be a salesman. You've got your pitch. You've got what you're getting out of it, what they're getting out of it. You've got a skill set you're looking for how are you finding people is a big question to ask with these sort of things maybe you already have somebody in mind maybe you have a project project that you know is perfect for that one person that you have in mind and you're going specifically to them but if some if that's a little bit more ambiguous you're not exactly sure how are you targeting people that you want to network with and want to collaborate with If I learned anything in college, it is not about what you can do. It is about who you know. Yep. (laughs) What you can do comes after that. You have to be able to get into the door before you can show them the portfolio, right? Before you can give them uh, that skill set or that pitch. So 
if if it is a friend of yours like we are that makes it real easy um if it is a friend of a friend being able to name drop hey Stuart sent me your way he thought that we should connect here's my idea that person Mm -hmm. is so much more receptive than like I am Miranda who found you online. Yeah, that those direct endorsements are hugely powerful. Um uh, if you're just cold calling people, I would prepare for not very much success. If, if you're cold calling people, prepare for a lot of rejection. It helps so much if you can start smaller. So if my goal were get published on Petapixel, okay? Mm-hmm. If that were my goal, maybe I would start by getting published on abcphotographytutorials.com. I hope that's not a real site. I just made it up off the top of my head. (laughs) Um, But you start with your friend who owns that small website. Get published. And then then find those stepping stones. Work your way up to the point where, hey, I've been published on these five or six smaller blogs. This is the type of stuff I do. I really think you'll do it. Um, until you are tall enough to ride, so to speak, until you're a big enough player that those, those, uh, either big celebrity people you want to collaborate with, or those big mega websites you want to collaborate with, whatever it is until you are that tall to ride. Um, I would say set your sights lower. That's not Mm -hmm. saying compromise or make inferior work, but that is saying like baby steps, stepping stones, work your way up to that. Maybe, uh, use the power of the internet to reach out in person in your local community obviously not right now as we're talking this is in the middle of coronavirus um lockdown time (laughs) but but not in this exact moment uh see see who you could have a virtual coffee with over over zoom (laughs) zoom in this case but but Try to target your local community of, well, in this case, videographers. You know, go go to go local before you just start hitting up people randomly on the internet. Try to actually talk with people who are near you, who are more likely to collaborate with you, because there's a convenience of just being close and able to. Uh, there's a convenience of being able to meet up and and work easily together um whether that's over zoom or physically someday (laughs) um i think that's a that's a good place to start like 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 that's like the the small blogs to get to the petapixel level of there is something really powerful about proximity so Mm -hmm. i did a video about base lamp which was a product review you can go see it on my uh youtube channel but um i thought they had a really cool product so i signed up for their email list and when they said hey We'd love to hear from you. I actually replied to them and I said, I'm in Seattle. And they said, hey, that's funny. Our distributor who actually makes the product is in Seattle. And were I in San Francisco, I would never have been invited to go actually see the workshop, see the factory, see how they make that product, get that in-depth behind the scenes look. I just would have been another guy. So hitting up local um, in that case, I didn't even know it was local. It just happened. But there is something really powerful to proximity. Hugely powerful. Go go local before you start just, well, not shotgunning your ideas across the internet because that won't work either. But definitely go local first and go local often. And even maybe when you've built up a lot of projects and you've got a lot of stuff going on and that you're putting out there, you would be surprised at what opportunities are available to you locally. Just because you see somebody big and successful and famous out there on the internet, you might be surprised at, at the that at equivalent capabilities that you have just in your own city. 
I have one last tip, um, mm-hmm. and you can chime in after this if, if you can think of anything. But I, the very last tip I would have is do you and the person you're asking to collaborate with you have similar audiences or customers or clients, whatever, whatever it may be? Because if you are a photographer and you're asking to collaborate with a chef, um, unless you're trying to get into food photography and like network with more restaurants and stuff, that might be something that you want to do. But, mm-hmm. but it would be a very hard sell. If you're saying I'm doing YouTube tutorials for photographers, I would like you to make a bunch of free food for my stuff. What are they getting out of it? Their audience isn't getting anything. Your audience isn't getting anything or I've, I've done this too. I've collaborated with a lot of the wrong people when I first started out. Cause if someone wanted to work with me, I just thought networks connections, let's do mm-hmm. this. But mm-hmm. by not targeting that, I spent so much time and effort building all of these things for other people that were collaborations, but our audiences didn't overlap at all. So even though I was getting eyeballs on my work, those eyeballs were never belonged to people who would actually hire me. Yeah, your your audience is sure, so should certainly overlap, or it should have some attractive element to the other party um, and to you to some degree. Like you said with the food thing, if you're trying to break into food, then maybe that's a great time to work with a chef. But if you're not and and they don't really need your services, then that's not going to be a good match. But if you're both targeting the same audience, then it's very easy because you can say, hey, I'm going after these people. You're going after these people. Let's make something that targets both of them um, that we can both build on. So, so for this specific example, uh, if we were targeting that, maybe I don't go after the owner of a restaurant who wants to mm-hmm. collaborate, but maybe I go after a commercial stylist, someone who they get to be on camera showing their expertise in styling food. And then mm-hmm. I get to shoot that product. They're getting portfolio pieces. I'm getting portfolio pieces. And together you are collaborating because your end result is you want an art director to hire both of you. Um, to do that thing. So, so that is just one example of how like a, a chef and a stylist, yes, they both work with food. They both do food, but one might be a better fit for you. Exactly. Well, Brandon, thank you so much for, uh, sending in your questions. Uh, I do hope that you found this helpful. Uh, we would love to know what kind of collaborations you guys are looking for. Um, if you're on YouTube, leave a comment with what kind of collaborations, uh, who are you, who is it you're looking for? What are those connections you're trying to make? We would love to hear from you. Exactly. We would love to hear your stories, um, your successes, and and hey, maybe even your failures. If it's something interesting that we, uh, we, we can, can keep it anonymous. <laughs> yeah, we can keep it anonymous. I mean, there's lots of interesting stories that are, are failures, but they're learning opportunities for both yourself, yourself and uh, for other people. So, you know, failures are just learning a way of not doing something, and that has value. Next time, we are going to be talking about the best social media platform for photographers. Pros and cons. Uh, where should you be targeting your your efforts? Yep, it's a big topic, but hopefully we're going to make it a simple choice for you. If you have questions or ideas for future episodes, you can email us at hello at photo op show watch us on ben's youtube channel at non-creative as in om nom nom share this with a friend and you can listen to photo op anywhere podcasts are sold or downloaded because it's free